So, uh, what's, what's in your socks there, Chris? Uh, oh, uh, I think it's a... It's like a clone trooper, I think. Let me see. It might be a stormtrooper. Uh, it's a clone trooper. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a clone trooper. Uh, on a... On a bright fe- yellow on sock. On a bright yellow <laughs> sock. Uh, so is this your, like, typical Sunday garb? It, uh, there's a lot of lonely socks in my house, and so I ran out of those much quicker than I ran out of sort of shirts and pants and things like that. Right, so okay. if I'm wearing the bright yellow clone trooper socks at any point, it means I should probably stick a wash on. <laughs> just a sock wash? Do you do just a sock wash? Or do, do all the big things get bunged well, I don't in? want to dig through everything else to just pick socks out. Does I, anybody do just a sock wash? Probably. Weird. I don't know if that If you socks. do just a sock wash... Do uh do do write in. <laughs> yeah, uh, let us know. Let us know. Otherwise, uh, we'll just carry on doing what we normally do and watch, watch cartoons. cartoons. Yeah. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And it's 1949! Yay! I love 1949. It's a new year. It is. Uh, I mean, it's January actually 1st. quite an old year, but yeah. it's new It's new to us in the Tooniverse. It is. This, this is the, the, the deepest we've ever been. Uh, I mean, is it that... Is it surely it was deeper first, and now mm. it's getting shallower? Yeah, I don't know. How does it work? How does time work? Oh, we need to draw off sort of wormholey diagram of the portal and try and work this out. Yeah, see what's deeper and what's, what's closer. Deep, what's closer? It's nineteen forty-nine. It is nineteen forty-nine. We're starting on January first as well, so this is straight out of the bag. Yeah, they they, they did they didn't muck around. They didn't, did they? In fact, it was almost worth me murmuring "Old Lang Syne." It really was, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Last week, then, we uh, saw Sylvester called by name. Yes. Uh, he's hanging out with uh, with Porky the Fourth. Yeah, and he's super days. hench. And he's super hench. Uh, we see uh, Bugs Bunny sort of shortly after he's uh, been granted his wish to be yes, yeah. the most powerful uh, rabbit on Earth. Um and we're starting to see his powers manifest, but we don't think he's started to see his powers manifest. No, I don't think he fully understands quite what's going on yet. Yeah, he's still using a shovel to get about. He's still using his underground map. So yeah. we'll see We'll see how that uh, starts to progress. Um, Daffy he's, seems to have fallen on hard times, but we think he's in deep cover. Yeah, so like he's fallen on hard times out of choice, it would seem. <laughs> Yeah, so he's he, like he's created an arc for himself, like a, his for his uh, his cover story, and yeah. he's really sticking to it. And that often that means sleeping rough. But last we saw him, he's uh, cozy in a department store, having been let off by Cop Porky uh, from Porkytopia. Yeah, who's mental? Who's insane? Yeah, like like like. I mean, he he honestly believes he's got three children. Yeah, and they're and clock, they're clock, clock little children. pigs. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not a good state. It's to not, be especially in. not if you're walking around pretending to be a policeman as well with an axe. <laughs> exactly, axe cop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the lay of the land. Uh, we did posit uh, that Cinecolor possibly made the uh, yeah, the, the clones, yeah, for the Porky clones. Yeah. 
Because um, at first we didn't think they were clones. No, we, we just thought they, thought they were lookalikes. Look but Cinecolor are involved, so... But yeah, it was a Cinecolor episode, and as we all know, we're on Clone Watch when it's a Cinecolor episode. Um, so uh, that's that's what we drew from last week. Yeah. Uh, so any Cinecolor episode, we're also on Clone Watch for Porky Pig, not just Hector. Not just Hector anymore. Um, that's the currently the lay of the land. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's jump right in with Wise Quackers, which is a Daffy Duck and Elmer Fudd number uh, from January 1st, 1949. All right. I hope you've got something fucking good because I don't really know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that like, really a lot a, a lot just went on. Uh so my biggest problem in this episode is I can't work out what Daffy's angle is at all. No, I mean he's he's flying through the air, which we know he can do. Yeah, no matter what, like he yeah. can do it while pretending to pedal a bike. But like he, but, but the thing the- is, he is flapping, and he's like, "Oh, I'm getting tired. I'm out of condition." So I'm thinking, like, you know, he's he's trying to fly the way he should be flying, but just isn't. You see, my thinking because he'd be flying with other ducks, right? I didn't see any yeah, other... Yeah, it was a V-shaped duck uh, at the start. Okay. And then he said he's, you know, he's he's, lo- he's losing yeah. altitude or whatever. But we know he could just yeah, of crack on. Yeah. Um, so my only explanation for why he sort of has to make an emergency landing uh, is that, like, he wants to. It's, yeah, he needs to get into that situation. So he starts plummeting and he's calling on a radio uh, and the... Air traffic control, as it were, yeah. uh, is Elmer. Uh, yes. Now I can see, I know, I understand Elmer's angle. Yeah, because he's he hunting. Wants, he's hunting ducks. Yeah. What does Daffy have to deal with Elmer for? Yeah. So basically, Daffy, you know, crash lands. Yeah. Uh, Elmer pulls a gun on him. Daffy says he'll do anything uh, Elmer wants. He'll be his slave. Yeah. Well, uh, first off, he like he, he runs around pretending to be a dog, and I'm thinking that's back to the. Sub dom, yeah. Sort of like he's just like this is something that you, kind of you might want, yeah. Maybe, but he uh, Elmer doesn't seem to bite no. on that. No, but we know Elmer doesn't, though. We know Elmer's not. Then Daffy that sort lets of thing. you down a bit, doesn't he? Yes, yes, he does. Like he he, he pretends to be like he puts a. I don't even know how to say this. Like he, like he puts a. I don't know, wig on. Yeah, I he guess, puts like a, and then a, pretend that he starts doing a very racist impression of an old slave man. Yeah. And it's yeah, just like it's a shame. Like, like, why? Why are you doing that? I mean, presumably because Elmer will shoot him, and if he doesn't find something that appeals to Elmer, and the thing that appeals to Elmer apparently is having a slave. Slavery, yeah. Um, so Daffy agrees to be Elmer's slave, uh, yeah. and sort of does stuff for him, but not very well. Uh, principally, uh, <coughs> his uh, shaving uh, prowess leaves yeah, a lot to be desired. Yeah, he off because. Yeah, firstly, he, he sort of steams his face off with a oh, towel, towel, and then he steams it back on upside down, <laughs> then he corrects that. His face still works when it's upside down as well. <laughs> yeah, like, I wonder if that's a hark over from um, when, Elmer's, when Elmer was an egghead. Yeah. Like, because we thought, like, the egg just sort of 
got a face and sort of like came alive. And I'm yeah. wondering how much of the face was actually real on an egghead. <laughs> That's a good And point. how much of it was just sort of painted on. Yeah, or prosthetics. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know if you could steam off anyone's face or just Elmer. Yeah, I tell you, it's, it, it, it's an odd one because like, like then he goes on to shave him and cuts his face to ribbons. Yeah, but luckily, we, as we as well we know, Daffy has spent a lot of time working in hospitals. Yeah, he's got uh, a lot of field surgery skills as well. So, he's, so, he's, so he sort of sorts that out, but Elmer's not happy oh. and he takes him out uh, to the chopping block. Um, but Daffy, uh, at that point, offers him... Uh, he says, look, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll, I've cooked you this bang-up meal. Yeah. And it's definitely like a duck or chicken dinner. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Daffy goes on to disappoint you again, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, he's just, time after time in this episode, he is just disappointing. And like, he eats this chicken slash duck and it's just like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't in know what In its entirety, that... pretending he's got to check it for poison. Yeah, I don't understand. And he's cooked this meal. <laughs> this is the thing. He's cooked it. I don't understand Daffy's angle through this at all. Unless it's to, I don't know, maybe stop Elmer from enjoying slavery so much. So, yeah, there you have the meal. Uh, and then uh, Daffy escapes and Elmer sends the dogs after mm-hmm. him. Uh, to go catch his slave. To go and catch his slave. So uh, Elmer's disappointed me in this as well. Yeah. Like, he hasn't got off this Yeah, line. but I, 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 mean, I wouldn't say I expected this from Elmer specifically, but like I expect Elmer to disappoint. Yeah. So he sends the dogs after Daffy. There's not much to be gathered from that. Like They make a little plan. They bash into each other. It doesn't... No, but that, that seems irrelevant. The yeah. dogs go and they get Daffy back. Uh, Daffy gives Elmer a whip. Yeah. Uh, he says, please don't whip me. Please don't whip me, Master. And he <laughs> hands Elmer a whip. Then he runs off. Yeah. And then he comes back dressed as Abe Lincoln. Yeah. And tells Elmer not to whip slaves. Yeah, it was, it, it was like, what's all this I hear about you whipping slaves? Don't. And then just turns around and walks <laughs> and off. And tools off still as Abraham Lincoln. And that's the end of the episode. So I'm thinking, like... What was Daffy's purpose? I, I think maybe it was to Because he put stop... himself in that situation. Yeah, but I think, it was to, I think it was to stop Elmer from um, enjoying slavery so much. I'm thinking it was to break him of that. I mean... I could kind of see that, I suppose. Like It's the only thing I've got. I'm not saying that that's what happened. It's just, it's the only thing I can work I just, out as to why, because he put himself in that situation. He made himself a slave and then he made himself Abe Lincoln I'm to annoyed. go, no, and then just leave. So maybe it took Abe Lincoln coming back from the dead to stop Elmer yeah, from, but- I don't know. Yeah, having but Elmer, slaves. But Elmer didn't have slaves before. He That's might entrapment. have, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like... <laughs> you can't... Yeah, but you know, the thing is, is you're, you're, you're applying, like you said, entrapment. You're applying our, our idea to Daffy. You can't apply that to Daffy. Daffy consented Daffy to being his slave. Yeah. <laughs> and then, talked him into it, in and fact. And then swung in as Abe Lincoln, who, like, for some reason in your mind has some sort of... <laughs> jurisdiction in 1949 it's like yeah, you, can, you, can do, you can have slaves but if Abe Lincoln turns up <laughs> you've really got to knock it on there if Abe Lincoln Abe, himself, turns up and goes no <laughs> you've got to stop a no I'm afraid yeah, so it's a no from me Alma <laughs> but yeah I really don't I really don't know what's going on there I, I don't, don't know Daffy's angle but maybe, maybe 
don't know. I mean, it, it's it's possible we won't know the the full reasoning behind this until a later date. Because I don't know. So, like, what do you think tipped Daffy off to the fact that Elmer might enjoy a slave? <laughs> So if he were to have one. I don't know, some central intelligence from the agency. I'm not sure. Did they profile they've profiled him? Yeah, and they're just like, oh yeah, it's, he's probably gonna be like that. Oh, it's it, such a weird episode. It is, but I mean, in all fairness, it is New Year's Day. <laughs> Thank you. They're probably all they're, half caught and half over. Cut. That's yeah. why he couldn't fly. Yeah. He's just like, oh god. He was he was on his way back from a like a New Year's Eve party with his buddies. They're all flying. And in Elmer knew that would be the case. Yeah, so he's out. A crack of dawn. Still not getting the slavery angle. No, nor am <laughs> I, but... <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing, man. I mean, I, yeah, I have no idea about that one. I'm moving on. Yeah, good plan. <laughs> so, it's Elmer again. So, we can see see if he's a changed man. I mean, you would be after seeing Abe Lincoln. Uh, he's there with Bugs uh, on January 15th, 1949, in the episode Hair Do. So, join us, to the, join us for that. All right, then. I don't know how I feel about 1949. Yeah, like, so far, <laughs> everything this year has stressed me out. That's so weird. So, basically, Elmer Fudd is, uh, he's got a wabbit detector, and he is looking for a wabbit. And lo and behold, he comes across Bugs Bunny, and uh, for some strange reason, they end up in the city, and they end up in a theatre. So as Bugs is trying to escape from Elmer... They end up in a theatre. Uh, rabbits get in cheap. Yeah. So I mean, it's adult, children, rabbits. Yeah. That's, that's your three price brackets. Rabbits get in for 10 cents. So he gets in. For some strange reason, he decides to push his way through everybody who's in the same row as him, even though he's sat on the end seat on the other end. He just has to go in through the other door. But... He loves a gag, so he's just pushing through them. Yeah, but I think he's building to the next bit where he, cause he pushes past, <coughs> then he pushes back out to go to the vending machine to get a carrot, which uh, yeah. he pays twice as much for as he does for his ticket. And then he pushes... So he's already pushed past the whole row of people twice, then he pushes all the way back to his seat. Yeah. Uh, then Elmer turns up. Elmer turns up. Uh, Bugs Bunny pushes back past. That's yeah. four times. Yeah. Elmer comes past, and then an old woman who's clearly Bugs Bunny in a bonnet yeah. uh, starts just hitting him with an umbrella. Saying she's sick of she's this. She's saying she's sick of it. Now, question to you, Cal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is no soil in this theatre, nor do we particularly believe that at this juncture, Bugs knows about his powers, yeah. although this could be a different Bugs. But still, there's no soil in this theatre. Where did he get that outfit? I'm thinking there's a naked old lady somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that, that is theater. my thinking as well. <laughs> I think he's nabbed it. And maybe this is where he starts getting his sort of like dressing up his as old lady bit. Dressing up for lady. Yeah. Dressing up as a lady. Uh, so he gets Elmer kicked out by the usher. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take Elmer long to find him again. He pushes all the way back along the road to his seat. Yeah. And there's just... a woman sat there in a giant hat. <laughs> Which is Elmer. And Bug says, "Can you t- excuse me, lady, can you take the hat off? Does, and it's just Elmer. So then, as Elmer pursues him out, Bugs uh, basically finds the the uh, sort of switchboard and is just... Yeah. Uh, like, switching it. He's switching it on and off so that it 
uh, switches between intermission and curtain, and Elmer is repeatedly trampled yeah, by the just entire, stampeded by everyone, entire crowd. Yeah. Uh, then when Elmer tries to get back in, uh, Bugs uh, pretending to be an usher, flashlight pretending to be an usher, says tickets please, and leads Elmer through the dark for ages. Yeah. Like- uh, and then the lights come up, and Bugs is on the stage, and Elmer's at the top of a podium on a unicycle with dark glasses uh, on, so he can't dark see. Dark glasses on, so he can't see. Uh, and uh, there's a lion at the bottom of this tightrope, uh, and uh, Elmer <laughs> is going to unicycle down it yeah. uh, into the mouth of the lion, which Obviously. he does completely unaware Perfectly, of what's yeah. going on, just upset that he can't see the good show. Yeah, uh, and then he ends up in a lion. Now, my problem... Alive as well. Alive. He's talking. He's like, oh, I wonder, I if, hope that I guy wonder made if the it. guy on the unicycle made it, because he doesn't know that's him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then Bugs goes, oh, he made it all right, and that's the end. Now, that's weird. Like, this whole thing is very, very strange. Like, again, like in a similar vein to the previous episode, I don't know Bugs' angle here. Like, the agency seems to be sending its agents to torture Elmer. Yeah, what? that's what's. This is what's happening. That yeah. it's like, why have why have we got to torment Elmer Fudd? I mean, I know he's like. It, it just seems. I just can't get what the agency angle is on it. Now, maybe they tried to bring him into the fold, and he's just not having it. So, but uh, one line thing to me is that whatever it is, there's a lot of money behind it because if Bugs can just turn up on stage and go, "We're doing this unicycle situation." Yeah, here's a lion. Here's a lion. There wasn't another show. No. That was the show. Yeah. And Bugs knew that from the start. Yeah. Either that or they've... The agency have come in and cancelled whatever show was on. Well, yeah, but my point is, is they still know that's what's going on. Yeah. Like, there's still a plan. But I say it, it... And loads of people have turned out for this, <coughs> this daring lion unicycle, whoever the fuck's on the unicycle. Yeah, is going triumvirate. <laughs> but, like, Elmer must survive this. <coughs> must he? Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Because we've seen bugs travel in time to bring people back to life before. Well, that is true, but he is alive inside that lion. Yeah, currently. So I mean, maybe the lion's good, just because the lion's got to be in on it. The lion's got to be an agent, an agency member. <laughs> I think it does. He. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. I don't know. <laughs> 1949 has been very difficult so oh, far. Oh, God. So, I mean, we're assuming that this is non-power bugs. Or at least, you know, this is uh, January 15th, 1949 Interestingly, bugs. though, I think everything that happens from the very start of this episode is orchestrated towards this point because uh, at the start, he has a wabbit detector. Mm-hmm. And it clearly just picks up whatever because he sees a caterpillar on it. And then he sees bugs the second thing he sees with this wabbit detector, which, like, it wouldn't be called a wabbit detector unless A, Elmer wrote it himself, or B, it was specifically geared to be sold to Elmer Elmer, from the army surplus shop where he says he got it. Yes. So they must know Elmer gets a load of his stuff in this army surplus shop. And it's like, okay, well, we need to, we need to. We need to set the bait yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah. So we'll sell him this. We'll put sell it on him cheap. the wabbit detector. Yeah, and then he'll find you, like bugs. Just make sure you're found. Yeah, and take him to the city. Yeah, but why? What's the angle? What is the agency's angle with Elmer? Do they use the lion to transport him to the agency where they'll, you know, 
bring him I mean, in. Watch I, I, I don't know. Is a lion just sort of like a cow? Maybe it's not a lion. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're going to get that from this. He looked like a lion. He did look like a lion, but, you know. I don't know. I've ne- I didn't really think I'd say this, but let's see if Daffy Duck can make any sense of this. Yeah, well, this is uh, we're on Clone Watch again. We're on Clone Watch, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Cinecolor. Um, Daffy Duck and Tom Turk. Yeah, you remember Tom Turk? I do remember Tom Turk. Yeah. <laughs> this was the last time uh, Daffy... Uh, pretty much immediately resorted to selling out his friends for food yeah. uh, by just being offered some food so like oh this is where my good human friend ron came this is from where my well. good human friend yeah. ron came from who uh, for those who don't know is a roast potato he's not a roast potato <laughs> <laughs> well you told me he was no he looks like a roast potato so uh we are watching uh, Holiday for Drumsticks from January 22nd, 1949. It's a Daffy Duck and Tom Turk number. Interesting that the turkey episode isn't a Thanksgiving sort of time. Yeah. It's in January. But yeah, we'll see what happens. So uh, join us in watching Holiday for Drumsticks from January 22nd, 1949. It's Cinecolor. We're on Clone Watch. No watch. Tom Turk was blue. Was he blue before? Was he bollocks? Exactly. <laughs> it, like we found, like we didn't have to watch too hard to find the clone there. It yeah. was immediately bloody obvious. Yeah. It was Tom Turk because <laughs> he's blue now. Because he's blue. So uh, <clears throat> these two, uh, this couple has uh, basically uh, they've got a turkey. Yeah. Um, they're, they're looking to cook up. They put him in the yard. Uh, he's meant to fatten up. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to fatten him up for Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. It's January. Can I stress that yeah. enough? Um, but Daffy, he's also there in the yard, and he's he's wise to their game. And he goes, yep. look, Tom Turk, you can't go munching down all this food. You get fat. In fact, you're already pretty plump already. Let's they get give him a bigger. lot of food to eat as well. Yeah. Like yeah. loads of really tasty looking food. Yeah, yeah. But Daffy's like, look, we've got to get you fit. Otherwise, they're going to yeah. kill you and eat Trim you. Trim you down. Um, so uh, he puts Tom Turk on a vigorous training re- regime. Yep. Uh, like it's, you know, it's intense. Uh, meanwhile, Daffy sits there eating all the food. Yeah. At this, which point, Cal says, "I hope Daffy knows what's going to happen." <laughs> I don't think he did know what <laughs> was going to happen. I don't think he did know what was going to happen. Uh, obviously, this results in Tom Turk being real thin. Yeah. Daffy being all plump. Daffy, uh, for some reason, just shows off how delicious. <laughs> yeah, he's like, look, at well, look at these drumsticks. Look at these. Never seen a wing like this on a duck before. Well, uh, and is that but resting entirely on that? It's a shame you can't eat duck on thanksgiving yeah flashback it's january yeah, it's not thanksgiving uh and uh yeah that uh, that didn't seem to bother the guy at no all. he was just like yeah we he was gonna fatten tom Tuck up for thanksgiving yeah it's not fa- thanksgiving no. he was gonna really fatten him up he was gonna get him real fat for the next uh yeah no but the guy did did go oh it's thanksgiving i'm gonna go out and get the turkey so he, the guy does oh, okay. think it's Thanksgiving. So he, so he thought it was Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, I thought he was going to just fan Tom Turk up for ten months. No, I, I, I've got a, I've got a theory. Give it to me. So the Daffy, theory, not like, um, obviously we know Bugs Bunny goes after uh, like the clones and stuff like that. We know he tries to stop the Super Soldier program. I think Daffy's been employed in this as well, and they know that Tom Turk has been taken to that farm to be eaten. Now. Is it possible that the Tom Turk clone, if eaten, will give whoever eats it 
superhuman powers. Oh, that's interesting. So, but then he didn't really have any superhuman powers. Well, no, Tom didn't. But there again, nodded the carrot that bugs that that, that bugs knew was injected with a super serum. The carrot didn't have any superpowers. So the super serum is there, but it didn't <coughs> doesn't necessarily work on a turkey. Does it? Well, it, it 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 maybe it's just in its in like kind of in its DNA, so that the turkey is the super serum, and if it's consumed, it's then going to grant hideous mutant superpowers and daffy is aware of this and is trying to put a stop to that couple from eating it and the only way to do that is to trim them down so he doesn't get eaten yeah it's a possibility but, the, the the other theory i had uh, which along the same lines in terms of why they would want to stop him getting eaten are they trying to extract tom turk uh and like because he might have some information about who they're uh, possibly hunting. Did, did he did he escape from the cloning labs, like yeah. So, just, so, so they're trying to they're trying to save him. They're and, trying to bring him in, yeah. like, and they've sent Daffy to do that. Yeah, just to make sure because it seems like Daffy's been on that farm for a little while. Yeah, like then, they seem to because he seems to. But be then like, was he oh. on the farm or was he just there? No, he he, he was uh, he was in the same yard that they put the turkey in and seemed very disgruntled. He's like, there's not enough food to go around. Oh, yeah, if he does another one anyway. Cube, yeah. Yeah, he was so I'm thinking farm. he's been there for a little while anyway. Deep cover, Daffy. Well, exactly. That's it. Like, like we know Daffy goes real deep into his cover, so it's possible he's been there for like a week, knowing that they were going to be getting this turkey. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, like he seems to be trying to stop them from eating them for some reason. Yeah, and so but, as a result, ends up getting himself chucked in the oven. Yeah, he gets chucked in the oven. Uh, Tom Turk presumably escapes. Like, I presume off screen there was a like maybe bugs extracting. Yeah, I guess so. But this this Tom has the same memories as the other Tom. Yeah, there's, that was interesting. You see, in the previous Tom Turk episode, which was a good few years ago now. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, like Daffy tried to hide Tom Turk and sort of like yeah, gave was, him a kind of quite a beating in the process. Yeah. And then towards the end of the episode, Tom Turk did the same for him. Yeah. Now. The fact that Daffy did it first suggests it wasn't uh, like innate nature of Tom Turk to do that. No. He was he was uh, reciprocating uh, Daffy's actions. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that this clone of Tom Turk did it because that suggests to me that Tom Turk himself was taken in and duplicated, yes. yeah. not some dna taken yeah and like they've, ju- they've tried to duplicate tom turk yeah because because he's still got the same like memory patterns uh, but that like, it was that, almost that, like- that brings me to because like the fact that cinecolor <coughs> the fact that cinecolor are the cloning agency yeah and knowing you know the cinecolor deal from this side of the portal mm-hmm. do they just trace him well we did we did do talk, they come we, this they, side like, of the portal yeah they, like, they get a cell over they trace him and then yeah. they just shift it to the right, and then there's two. Like, like we did talk about the, like that being a way of them actually cloning, didn't we? Yeah. Like, like, like we did talk about this a couple of episodes back. And then, so, the, so do they discolor them so they can tell the difference? Possibly. Like, it, like it, is it literally like? I mean, because Hector had a few different things going on, like different collars, things yes, like that, yeah. and then also different colors. Like there was a dark gray, a light yeah. gray, a brown. Like, is that how they differentiate? Hey, but like, like possibly, or it's possible that when the the light is shone back through the portal to 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 clone, um, it's possible that the portal changes the color 
because the the, the portal maybe you know subconsciously is put aware that it. it's a different put a filter on it. Yeah, exactly. It's just like oh, you can't have two of the same. I don't know. It's interesting though. Like it, it's really made me think that they do trace them and like it's put back very similar in style yeah. to the, the the character that they trace at the time. Yes, and then the, any differences in like demeanor or character come later on. Yes, like depending yeah. on where they wind up in society. Hmm. Because uh, Hector, we were previously like, oh, well, he's normally quite level-headed and this one's really angry. But we also know in Hector's past, he was, like, quite a thug. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe like, they that just that came that out one, because right? of something societal. Yeah. It's interesting. But, like, I know Clone Watch is proving uh, a, ca- a catalyst for all <laughs> kinds, yeah, it really all kinds is. of incidents. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, last we see Daffy there, he's just in the oven blowing out match after match. I don't, yeah, I'm guessing. He'll just leave. I think he's just buying time. I well, think he's I've, basically so someone can get Tom Turk out of there. Yeah, and, and I think a large part of it is, do you know when you have just too much food and you you're just a bit sleepy? He's just having a lie down. For yeah, a bit. I, th- I think he's just waiting for that <laughs> kind breathing. of like post food. <sighs> Like coma, just to just to slip away. So he's like, right now, now I can make my move because he's just in the oven going. Whew. I mean, I was going to say we'll fi- hopefully find out in the next episode, but we won't. There's no, there's no Daffy to be had next week. But uh, there's not. Like, well, I think we we're going to have to leave it. Daffy, Daffy in that predicament. Tom Turk presumably being in tra- uh, extracted by agency operatives. Yeah, for um, interrogation or something. Uh, yeah, for uh, interrogation debrief. You yeah, know, they 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 just need some information because mm. someone's got someone's got to. Someone's got to crack down on this this clone, bit. clone nonsense. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to know what was happening to old JP, the millionaire, uh, the original Cinecolor yeah. genius. But um, yeah, no no information on that so far, no. which is a shame. Um, so I think that about wraps us up for this week. I think it does. Uh, so uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you do listen on iTunes, please, please leave us a review and a rating. Yeah, it uh, really helps our visibility because really at help- the moment we're not visible. We are invisible. <laughs> invisible Due to podcast. lack of reviews and ratings. Literally, we, we know you're out there listening on iTunes, so please, please leave us a, a, a review and a yeah, rating it takes if, like, if that's you. It takes like a minute. Just five stars, good. Yeah. I mean, even if you just have iTunes, but you yeah. don't use listen to that, just, just bung us a review. It will really help us out. Otherwise, uh, you know, do what you can on wherever you listen to podcasts uh, or just uh, tell people. Yeah, word, word of mouth, it's amazing. Word of the, ma- word of the mouth. Word, word of, of the mouth. Of, word of the mouth. <laughs> that, there's, a, there, there's a new calendar. That's the, <laughs> word of the mouth calendar. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's what gets, uh, gets shows like this out there. And if you enjoy it, then it's very likely that someone else uh, you know will also enjoy it. Yeah. So, you know, have a think about who that person might be tell them and if gift, two them, of them, gift them, them space both. jam continuum yeah give them the gift of me and Cal <laughs> talking nonsense about cartoons every week uh, uh, otherwise we will see you all uh next week uh, until then yeah. bye It is a dark and stormy night, the wind lashing down and you're facing against your greatest challenge yet. A player who's gone in the wrong direction. We've all been there, you've got our story planned out, and this player heads off in the wrong direction and you've got nothing to fill that gap. 
Well, my name's Rob, and I've started a podcast to help you. The podcast is called Lawmasters, and each week I bring you something for your game. It could be a hook, it could be an object, it could be a person, it could be a city, it could be a whole story arc. If you're a dungeon master and you want some inspiration, please check us out wherever you find podcasts. And remember, you're not alone.